Oh, we'll do something from Rumi tonight. <clears throat> there is a thread from the heart to the lips where the secret of life is woven. Words tear the thread, but in silence the secrets speak. Well, this Saturday from 12 to 5, we'll be doing our wrapping day here for all the gifts going out to children this Christmas that we've purchased for Coins for Kids. So we welcome you to come and join us and participate. And uh, Jaden's going to set up tables and have everything all set up. It'll be a lot more comfortable again this year than some of the other years when you've wrapped. So please come. There'll be pizza and a lot of other things to nibble on, drinks here and water as well. So come, enjoy, and it'll be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. We've got all kinds of wrapping tools, tape, paper, bags, ribbons, bows, just about everything. So some of the gifts are going to be left unwrapped. So even though there looks like a lot back there, a number of them will not be wrapped because they'll be going to one of the agencies uh, for foster children, and they want to wrap them themselves and decide who's going to get what each family. So it'll be a, a simpler time this year than we've had in the past. All right. Is it too warm in here for anybody besides me? I guess Enjoying it's me. It. Boy, when spirits, it. when spirits here, boy, it is warm. <laughs> okay. If you want to, sure. Well, it was really nice during meditation. I was really aware of the process of chanting the name of God. And it's really quite a wonderful dynamic that as we really enter into that holy name and the chanting of that, that, that action that we call an anchoring of that name or that divine presence, which is God, takes place within us. And it's the anchoring of those names that I wanted to share a little bit about, that in this process that we call initiation on this path to sun and light, really is that initiation is anchoring or awakening that light of God within, that place where we truly are all one, one with each other and soul, but also where we as soul truly are one with God. And it's really interesting that as we chant those names, that awakening that begins to take place within, that in the chanting it begins to enliven. So it's really the living of those names, the living of the spirit within. And it was interesting in the meditation as I was looking at this and experiencing literally like a solidness of an anchoring of almost like a physical presence, but a spiritual one, but because of the power or the strength of it, I really experienced a greater fullness. Because truly that power of name that we speak of, that as you chant and build the power of the name within, there's a great strength. It is the greatest strength and power in all universes. It is the very source of which is created. And through that power, all has come into being. And as I was looking at this and experiencing that dynamic, I was somewhat reminded of what we call the Big Bang Theory here in the physical kingdom. And that whole thing of where out of all, got out of all things, where my I can't even remember my quotes when I'm in this dynamic and sharing. What is that quote? Um, all things came out of God, 
And it's through that power of that name, that big bang of the name, where it's like an explosion and all came into beingness. And it was through the dynamic of the power of the name that this takes place. It is interesting because as I was looking at this within me, at the seat of the soul, that one point, if you could see it just as a ball of light and imagine that out of just a simple ball of light that all came into beingness, we call that the breath of God, that big bang, is this everything has come into creation. It's interesting for me because I'm starting to stretch into new territories for myself in this process. And I'm sharing that now because I feel my own inner stretch that as I allow myself to open to these greater truths within and share those, that I have to also stretch beyond my own ego or mind limitations. And so I'm doing that now. It's just interesting process to bring that experience and meditation into words and trying to put a description in all that. So let's see if I can do that. <laughs> It's just really funny right now to try to describe this action of the Big Bang of seeing everything as the center of this dynamic of the universe and the actual experience of literally the creation of time and space of which it all came into expression. And in that same experience, as we might call it the in-breath of God, to see that breathe back in. What would we call that? The opposite of the Big Bang or the in-breath? I don't know. What is that? <laughs> the Big Suck. <laughs> That'll be the day when God says, this universe sucks. <laughs> and we'll just bring it back in. <laughs> so I said implosion. Implosion. Thank you. Yes. You see, it's interesting trying to find the words even to describe this because I'm not like a physicist that I could talk about these things in scientific ways. So I'm trying to find my way through that and to share what that is or was inside of me during the time of meditation. And I guess maybe it'd be easier if I just go back to the, the basics of really that power of the name and the true value of that, that you hear us talk about that here in ILM often. And those names that we talk about as we chant them, we begin to awaken to the divine within. And I guess what I was trying to get at in all this is the dynamic of those names that literally is the word or the voice of God of which all is created. And if you could even get a glimpse of how incredible truly the experience of all that this is, is what I guess is where I'm at a loss and what I'm doing right now of trying to put that into words. What I'm trying to say is that truly this pathway of which we teach here in the chanting of the name is not simply just about waking up to who you are, a soul, and the soul returning home, but all that that means. And all that that means is awakening to the truth of our oneness and all of creation, where we truly wake up and know that we are one with all things, that we are one with God and all of God's creation, that we are, in a sense, the center of the universe and the universe itself. And I'm just at a loss of trying to
put that into words because you, to get the meaning, the experience of that, it's just so much beyond that. And I'm just trying to somehow, through my expression, really, in a sense, put out the dynamic of the force and the power in that. Because we've really, in a sense, simplified here in ILM to make it really about this, like a pathway, like walking down a road, a pathway in spirit, that as we walk on this journey, we literally walk into the heart of God, into the awakening and knowing ourselves as soul. But there's so much more to that. And if we could get even a glimpse of that greater dynamic of all of creation that is in those names that we give at initiation, the awakening to those inner experiences are just incredible. They are just mind-blowing. They're boggling. And people throughout time, as they've tapped into these things, some people literally have gone crazy because of what they've witnessed, of what they've experienced, that they've tapped into that power, that dynamic. And this practice of meditation we do in here is that doorway by which we can step into and experience those greater dynamics within ourselves and within all of God's creations and all the different universes to actually witness the creation of universes, to actually witness the implosion of universes, to actually witness the birth of our own soul coming out of the heart of God, to actually witness the awakening and seeing the face of God and once again knowing our oneness, knowing our connection, to merging into that divine stream, that river of loving, the actual experience of what that is like. What does that look like? What does that sound like? What does that feel like? That's what I'm trying to get to. That's what I'm trying to do even as I'm, in a sense, almost like pushing my words out right now because it's just so dynamic and so powerful. I hope that maybe even in the force of my voice that somehow to even give you a grasp of the essence of it because I know that all we have to do is catch the essence of what we hear spoken and that as we catch that essence, it'll begin to stir that within us and it's in that stirring that if we within ourselves follow that stirring as we are aware of it within us, it will take us into the actual experience of what I'm speaking of now. That's all we need to do. That's the simplicity of this pathway, is to catch the essence, to become aware of that movement, that stirring, that motion inside of us. And that as we hold our attention on that longer and longer, that that stirring, that river will begin to lift us and bring us through and into all of these different experiences of creation, of destruction, and beyond creation and destruction into that place where there really is no creation and destruction, but the true beingness, that it will take us there. And all we have to do is give ourselves the space, the time to sit down, to go within, and to tap into that, to follow that stirring, even if you're scared, even if you're not sure what that is, just to give yourself the chance to be open, to really discover, even if you don't have a clue, to say, I am open, God. I am open, I'm here, I want to know. Please be with me, work with me, lift me, love me. Let me come into the experience of the awakening, to the knowing, to truly experience that merging into that oneness, to know what that is, through my own experience, Lord, I ask that that take place inside of me and through you. And I make myself available as I sit down now and go within and focus my loving on you. 
And as I focus my loving on you, I open to receive your loving so that I may truly wake up and know through my actual experience. Because it is the experience that we're going for on this pathway. We're not going for the words, the information, the classes like we're doing. These classes are just a way to share the information, the technique, to go into the experience, to inspire, to encourage, that as we share these things, that somehow it begins to stir that within you. And it's that stirring within you that is the key. Not the words that Jim or I say, but the stirring within you that you may experience as the words are spoken. And even if the words are not spoken, that's why we take the time by spending a good half an hour or so at the very beginning of each class so that we can really go within to begin to get in touch with, to begin to wake up to, and really discover what is that stirring, what is that movement, what is that light and sound these guys are talking about. We try to do the best we know what to do in here that we may somehow inspire or awaken or stir that within you. You've seen Jim and I laugh. You've seen us cry. You've seen us be very forceful. You've seen us be very gentle and humble. It's through all of those expressions because God does have all those expressions in each and every one of us. And all we have to do is allow ourselves through all those expressions to catch that loving essence. Just to catch that essence and to ride that into our own beingness, into that movement of loving within us. To no longer look out here and think it's in us or them, but to truly know that is within us. To truly look within, not to hope, not to wish, not to guess, but to truly know. And to know that, we've got to acknowledge that. We've got to acknowledge that divine within us. Because it's not until we do acknowledge that that it will begin to awaken. That is how we begin to awaken, to really acknowledge that loving, that light that we are. And as we begin to acknowledge that, then it begins to live within us. That's a lot of the reason why we hear about positive affirmations, positive self-talk, is to stir that truth awake within us. That if we don't believe it, that if we doubt it, that if we hope or wish it, but we don't really think it is, that if we can use some type of affirmation to begin to move the energy within us, that it can stir us and lift us beyond the doubt, beyond the confusion, beyond the wishing or wanting, and into the truth, into the actual experience. And all we need is something to carry us into that. And that's what the power of the name does. That's what these sacred names of God that we chant within here do. They carry us. They carry our soul because those names, that power in those names is God's loving. And it is that loving that carries the essence, the beingness of who we are into the actual experience. Those names are so alive and more dynamic than you could even ever imagine unless you've had the inner experience of the true full awakening into your own soul. Then you'll know. And if you have, you do know. It is real. One of my favorite things that I love hearing on this pathway is when somebody begins to have true inner experience, they always say, it's so real. It's so real. I used to imagine it. I used to think this would be wonderful. And then all of a sudden, they have an experience. And they go, oh my God, it's real. 
this sounded great, but now I know it is real. I may not have experienced my seeing the face of God, but I've seen the starry sky, the starry guy, (laughs) the blue light, the purple light. Oh my God, this, this washing through me, this flooding of the Spirit, this profound, deep joy or peace or loving. I felt that. It's real. It was tangible. I know what that is. That's what I'm talking about. Go for that. However that works for you. We share a very specific way, a very specific technique to step into that experience here. But it's up to you to work with it. To try all kinds of things. Find the way that works for you. Work with it. Go for the experience in that. Isn't it fun the enthusiasm I have tonight in all this? But it's that enthusiasm that really moves us. That's what I'm talking about. Catching that essence. And when we catch it and we take hold of it, that's what initiation is. Taking hold of it. As we take hold of it, it lifts us. It pulls us along. We'll go along for the ride. Sometimes it's like a raging river. At other times, it's a calm stream that is so quiet and peaceful. It is all of that. Don't make it anything. Don't make it, it has to be peaceful all the time. Don't make it, it has to be joyful all the time. Don't make it, it has to be loving all the time. Allow it to be raging. Allow it to be angry. Allow it to be joyful. Allow it to be sad. Allow it to be dynamic. Be open within you to all those expressions, all those experiences, because that's the fullness of God is in everything, in all things, not just one way, in all ways. And if you are always open to all ways, that's when you give yourself the opportunity to truly experience that greater dynamic, that greater power and strength that I was talking about when I said about the anchoring of the names. Because as you really live in that loving, the living of that loving and that power and strength is the anchoring that is the name, that is the voice of God, that is the Word of God as it lives in you and through you and as you. It's just amazing because really we are all that. We really are. And don't you want to know that? Don't you want to know that? That's the good kind of desire. We hear that this is a path that we're supposed to come become desireless, detached. True. But those that desireless state, that detached state, we are talking about letting go of our attachments in this world, physically, imaginationally, emotionally, mentally, unconsciously. That's the desireless. That's the detachments that we speak of here. But truly, we want to have a dynamic desire, a deep attachment, but not to this world, but to God, to that loving of the soul within us. Because that soul within us is truly God within, is that divine spark. It is only a spark in here, but when we begin to live that spark, that spark returns into the fullness. And that's who we truly are. Not the spark, but the fullness and the oneness with God. So take hold of that. 
Chant the names. Love that spark within you. Love God. Love all of creation. And it's through that loving that we become detached. It is through that attachment with God that we become desireless. It is through that great wanting and longing to once again be home, to be one, to experience that fullness that we become detached from this world. Don't try to detach from this world. Work on attaching yourself with the Lord. And we do that through the chanting of the names. Work on that. Don't try to clear yourself. Don't try to get rid of all these things you don't like about yourself or what you don't like in the world and how things are so terrible. Just let go of that. Focus your energy, your time, your devotion, your desire in that loving essence. Work on catching that within. Because whatever you focus on and what you work on is what you're going to create and what you'll get. And you get the results that go with that. So if you want a good life, if you want the good results, work on the loving. Work on attaching yourself to God. Work on going home to God and doing whatever that is that brings it alive within you. So you truly live it. That you demonstrate it. That you experience it. All the time. On every level. When I was speaking of the Big Bang thing earlier, right here, it's all right here. The soul resides right here. All we have to do is go within right here. And that is the Big Bang. That is it. The Big Bang that goes within rather than the big outer bang, it's really a Big Bang that goes within. And that Big Bang is that experience of waking up to the fullness with God. Sometimes in here, you hear us talk about going out of body or going on in spiritual realms. That takes place. That does take place and is a magnificent experience. And I wish that for everybody. But it doesn't have to be that way. You can experience it all right here with never leaving the physical body. Because truly, everything, God, our soul, all of creation is right here. In that little ball of light, the little bang is the Big Bang. It's all right here, here and now. That's where that phrase, that quote comes from, here and now. Here, right now. It's here and now. Not out there and then, but right here, right now. No time, no space. It's all one. And that's the great a game, the great illusion, the great journey, the great mystery is to truly know that through your experience. We really don't need to go anywhere. We don't need to look anywhere. All we have to do is come within and focus intently and intensely. Focus within just to that spark, that light, right there at the seat of the soul. And right there you can wake up to every single level and knowing your oneness with God with never leaving the body because it's all present all the time. Go in there with loving. Go in there with devotion. Go in there with longing. If you're depressed, if you're sad, if you're angry, take that dynamic energy and direct it into the spirit within. If you want a powerful meditation, 
Take your anger and direct it into that light within. That anger is a dynamic force that is up to you to focus it how you want. And if you focus it within, then it's a wonderful servant. It serves you very well in this inner path of a soul awakening. If you have deep longing or deep sadness, take that sadness, the depth of that pain within you emotionally, focus that into the loving, up to God, into God, into you. Focus that within. Don't cry in despair out here. Cry in desperation of your soul once again experiencing that oneness with God. Of you experiencing that oneness with your own soul. Focus it into there and then it will serve you well. Don't go looking in the world. Don't go looking for sympathy or comfort from others. Go within. Bring that all inside. That's where you'll find your comfort. And then when you're with others, it's amazing because when you really direct that inside, people will respond out here and their response will be a reflection of going within. And they'll want to comfort you. Have you ever noticed that sometimes if we're in this needy, wanting place and we try to get it out here, sometimes it's like it pushes people away and we see them recoil or repel when that's exactly the opposite of what we want them to do? I'm not saying always because some people really are aware of that and will take and embrace that. But if you pay attention, some people will recoil or repel. But the ones that don't, that do open their arms and embrace us, that embrace is the loving. Because truly only that loving that has that compassion, that empathy, will open its arms and take us in. Those are the people that are aware of what that is and know that loving. Those that don't recoil. Just pay attention. And that's not to make anybody right or wrong. Because even when we are in the loving and we know what that is, there will be times we will recoil as well. But we'll know it. And it's in that knowing of that that we have the power to do something with that. And the doing is that we have the choice to bring that back into that loving, that acceptance, that oneness, where we once again embrace whatever that is inside of us by which we've recoiled out here. We embrace it within us. And as we embrace it within us, we can embrace it in everybody around us. That's the true healer is that embracing and loving does heal all those things within. And that's why we love it when we may be in, be in a desperate space and we can go to somebody that they do embrace us because we know they have that love within them. That's what does the embracing, that love within. And if you can begin to embrace by loving yourself within, that's going to be the most powerful and the most awakening experience you'll ever have. And once you have that, keep doing it. Because the more you keep embracing and loving all those different parts of you within yourself, is where you're going to experience the greater oneness. As you bring into and embrace within you all those aspects within you that you may have separated through the mind, the emotions, through your imagination, where you separated them within your consciousness because you didn't like the experience, you didn't like the feeling, you didn't like the thoughts, so you pushed them away, you held them outside. 
Begin to embrace them in loving. Begin to bring that loving awake within you. And as it becomes awake, allow all these things that we've not liked on all these levels about ourselves or other people, begin to love those things now. Bring those things in, no matter how uncomfortable they are, no matter how much we don't want to deal with them or we want to avoid them or resist them and keep them out. Don't do that anymore. Begin to embrace them, love them, accept them. And if you can't, forgive them. Forgive those different aspects within you. Forgive the people out here. Forgive the people in here. Forgive yourself. Forgive your mind. Forgive your emotions. Forgive your imagination. And through that forgiveness, that will open the door to now lovingly embracing all those things that we separated within ourselves. And it's in that action of embracing, of bringing all those back into the oneness within you, all those things you've placed out and all these other creations, as you now call them back, as you bring them back, as you bring them back into the oneness and embrace them within you, that's when you'll begin to awaken to the soul. Not until then. And in that awakening, as we embrace all those things that we separated from ourselves, we truly will awaken to the loving. We will really awaken. It will become real. And you will know it. And in the realness, in that awakening, because you've now embraced yourself and all those aspects of yourself where you've separated from self, you now bring them back into the fullness of self, and now you are one in yourself, then the soul will turn up. Not like the vegetable. We will turn up to God. The soul will turn up to God. There's the little giggles going around though. You know, when I'm talking, these things just come up and I have my own giggle, so I say them out loud sometimes. <laughs> but at that time, we embrace in oneness and loving all those aspects of ourself. Then the soul self will now begin to turn upwards to the creator of the soul, which is God. And that's the glorious day, is when we truly as soul turn up to God and now say, I'm coming home, God. And then we do. So that's part of this journey, is loving, accepting, embracing all those different parts of ourselves. And as we do that, we set ourselves free. We are our own salvation. We bring our own freedom. We liberate ourselves. And when we do that, then we wake up and realize I love it when this loving comes forward like this and I just want to cry. That's when we get to go home. When we have learned to really love ourselves and everything about us, that's when we get to go home. That's the same love that God has always had in us and for us. 
The only reason we are here in this creation is to learn how to love all those aspects of self just as God loves us. And when we do that, we're done. We're done with the journey. We're done with the lesson. And we get to go home. And it's a really nice place. (laughs) I think that's it for me right now. Well, it's interesting. Oh, is my mic on? <laughs> no, your brain is on. Am I on, Tom? No, I can't hear it. <laughs> um, today, in my meditation this morning, and then again this afternoon or this evening, I was being shown a few things about my journey, my quest on this path back home to God. And it was very interesting to, to witness it. And part of what I witnessed was all the different uh, techniques that I've learned over the years that have been given to me by spirit that I've really practiced to the knowing that they are truly going to work uh, within myself and within others as I share them. And I was also shown that a lot of times people will receive a technique or read about a technique and begin to work it, but they work it only so long, and then they walk away from it. They give up. They don't give it a chance to really come to its fulfillment. And I do know that the inner dynamic takes time, and it takes practice, and it takes a lot of perseverance on our part to really have the inner experience, the inner awakening, to begin to understand what this inner journey truly is and how to walk it in a dynamic that is conscious, alert, aware, and participating with it 100%. It takes time. And I've learned from my childhood all the way through to today that it really is a matter of staying present and aware in the moment. And that's what the techniques such as in the Knowing of God book is about and some of the tapes that we've shared in the past are about is learning to stay present, to stay focused, to stay attentive, to stay aware right here, right now. And in that, you begin to wake up into the divine moment that exists in all things, in all places, in the moment. And you begin to let go of that timeline that so many of us are caught up in. It's amazing. Most of us have watches or some sort of way to tell time. Or we're always looking for a clock in the world to try to find what time is it. Because we are so caught in this energy of this creation of time and space. Where am I supposed to be right now? What space am I supposed to be in? And what time am I supposed to get there? That is the urgency of this creation. But the techniques of meditation and some of the other techniques that I've shared over the years is really learning to get past that that is this creation, past time and space, and into the divine moment, into the eternal moment, and to live it more to the fullest. 
And I know that some of the people I have I've spoken to recently that have been doing the technique of meditation that we teach, as well as some of the other techniques that I've shared, both in tapes and books, are really having some wonderful, wonderful experiences when they do it to the fullest. And one is just recently a gentleman that called and said that he was doing the candle meditation that he read about in the Knowing of God book. And he did it, nothing happened after a few days, so he stopped. Um, he picked up the book six months later and was going through it again, saw that he had earmarked that page, read it again, and thought, oh, well, I'm going to try this again. He did it for a longer period of time, and then he just kind of lost interest or forgot about it. This last time he started doing the candle uh, uh, technique, he did it and did it and did it and did it until finally he broke through. He broke through into a divine awareness in himself. And he realized that it truly is a game of perseverance. And he never understood what we were talking about when we said, persevere, do it to the end, do it till you get the result and then follow that result to where it will lead you. And so now he is calling and saying, okay, now I want to find out more. What is this thing about meditation? What is this thing about initiation? I want to now persevere in that. I've done one thing. I know it's true. And I want more. So in anything in life, whether it's a spiritual action or a physical action, it truly is a process of learning the technique, of learning the way by which to manifest what it is you want in your life. When I was working in an art gallery and, and frame shop, I sold art supplies. <clears throat> and people would come in and decide, oh, I'm going to be an artist. It looks like so much fun, and I want to make all this money, and I think that they're making a lot of money. And they would come in, and they'd buy all these different supplies. And when I'd be checking them out, they'd go, oh, my God, I need all this stuff? And I'd go, well, if you're going to really paint, yes. If you're really going to do this right, this is what you need. And I'd ring it up, and they'd go, you're kidding. It costs that much? Well, what can I do to eliminate some of these things? What, what do I not need? And I said, well, you can do away with these brushes, and you can do away with a few of these colors, and you can take out a few of those canvases and bring it down to just the minimal thing, but you're not going to really get the results you want because you're not going to be able to do all that you want to do on canvas. You're not going to have the brushes to give you the strokes and the blending and the detail. You're not going to have all the different colors you need to really create a sunset or a waterfall or the movement of waves in an ocean. You're not going to have all the tools by which to accomplish what you want to accomplish. So they would buy them. They would go home. They would paint for a while. And most of them would just give up. But once in a while, somebody would come back and said, OK, OK, I really like doing this. But what I'm doing is awful. So what do I do? And I said, like every good artist, you go to a teacher. You go and learn the techniques of art, of drawing, of painting, of color blending, of how to create on canvas what you have envisioned in your mind. Go to school. Go to a teacher. Go and get instruction. Learn the technique. So oftentimes, they would go and they would not. 
they wouldn't go to school because they didn't want to go and find out if they were good or not. They were so afraid that they were going to find out that they were terrible, they'd rather not know. They'd rather live in the illusion, well, if I had gone to school, I probably would have been a great artist. And they look at the canvases in the closet or on the side of the wall somewhere in their house and reminisce about, oh, wow, I was going to paint. I would have been a great artist, but not now. I'm too busy. I've got a life to live. I've got children to raise or whatever it might be that has gotten in the way of that. But there were a few that truly went and learned from a teacher, technique, technique in order to really create what they wanted to create. And those that really did do that, they learned to sketch, they learned to draw, they learned to paint, they learned how to stretch their own canvases, they learned how to mix color, they learned how to clean their brushes, they learned it all from beginning to end. Many of them became very good artists and some of them even became very, very fine artists. But it's because they went to school. They sat with the teacher and they learned the technique. And they didn't just learn the technique, they practiced the technique over and over and over, again and again and again, until they began to see the results that they wanted. And any good artist will tell you that they have had some form of instruction somewhere in their life in order to understand true, truly how to take the thing that they have envisioned in their mind or that they feel within their own beingness and place it on a canvas so that others can participate in that. But they'd also tell you that they have learned the techniques, they have practiced the techniques, they know how to do the techniques to fulfill what it is that they want to do. But to truly become the great artist, they've got to go past the technique and discover their own way, their own style, their own art, beyond the technique that the teacher has taught them. And any good teacher in art will tell you that if you're really going to be a good artist, you have to go past the technique in order to truly be that fine artist. Well, it's that way on the spiritual journey as well. In order to truly walk a spiritual journey, to walk the spiritual path, to wake up and to know yourself as the divine soul that you are, you want to go to a teacher. You want to sit with them, listen, learn, find out what the techniques are, to wake up, to know yourself as divine. Where do I go? Where do I focus? What do I do? And what do I pay attention to? And what do I follow? 